You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateur Astrologers. I'm Audrey. And I'm Rachel. Happy New Year, everybody. Yay! Tiny clap in the microphone. Teeny, teeny clip. Teeny clip. Ooh, teeny clip. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're starting off good. Yeah, getting in there, diving in. You gotta start raunchy, you know? Yeah. Bring the sex at the beginning so people are shocked and then relax into it. But shocked, but also like attracted and want to listen to more. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Because sex sells. Sex sells. That's our (laughs) lesson of 2020. Bye, everyone. (laughs) And we only know this because we started OnlyFans. (laughs) We did not. We did not, actually. No, we did not. Uh, Uh, But many people did. Many people did. And so many have been on Omegle as well. That's a throwback. Mm -hmm. It's such Mm -hmm. a throwback. I say Omegle, but yes. Omega. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is a tangential story you might want to cut out. But um, I I have only ever been on Omega once and I was maybe 11 or 12. How I many was, dicks did you see? Many dick, right? And basically okay. I was in Scotland with my brothers and my cousin Morven. I'm actually quite sad that I'm outing this now because my parents listen to this podcast. But um. I didn't know what it was because I was like 11. And of course, Morvan was like, oh my God, let's go on Omega. And my brothers were like, no, don't do it. And we did. And it was hilarious. And yeah. I was there being like, I'm such a child. Ah. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the first time I saw a stranger dick. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably about 11 too, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, anyway, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yes. We happy are actually re- 2021. 2021. We're actually recording this on New Year's Eve. Whether I think it's going to be released in the next couple of days. So if you're mm-hmm. already in the new year, welcome to 2021, everybody. I would say the majority, if not 100% of the listeners will be in 2021 wow. at least. Welcome to literally... The new year, but also you know, like you know, it's, times are constructs. But, but you're you're also you're listening to 2020 Rachel and Audrey. Yeah. So. Oh, that's quite nice. You're listening mm-hmm. to. Oh, we're so last year. I know. <laughs> we're so 2008. <laughs> late. What? I don't know. What? Oh wait, it's, I'm so 2000. No, fuck. Hold on. You're so 2000. You're so 2000 and late. I'm no, no. I'm so 2000. Wait, hang on. You're so 2000 and late. What is it? It's um. It's the Black Eyed Peas. I think we need a new version for 2021. What's the song called? Um, What's the song called? Um, boom, boom, pow. Boom, <laughs> boom, pow lyrics. I was actually talking to my sister about <laughs> the this. Begin- I feel the beginning like... beginning is, gotta get that. Gotta mm-hmm. get that. <laughs> I remember this so well. Um, so I was talking to my sister about this, actually, because we... Madalena was saying that she thinks somewhere in the kind of 2010s, like around 2010 is the worst music era oh and i would agree I was, mm, and i was thinking that it was probably right about when and i don't know what the fucking album is called but when black eyed peas released their kind of like um uh animated character album oh yeah that <laughs> i think was the peak of the worst because like like i got a feeling i think it was before that so like the, this is the end right yeah that was the climax Oh my yeah. god, what is that album called? Black. I forget. I remember a song on it. It was like EXO, EXO, something oh, like that. Oh yeah. Um, also, the lyric mm-hmm. is I'm so th- 3008, you're so oh. 2000 and late. 
I get that Hell boom, boom, yeah. boom. We, that future okay. boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Let me get it now. Let me get it now. And there's mm. the chorus. That's such an Aquarius song. <laughs> <laughs> that is the song we need. Mm-hmm. Um, the song of the generation. Is it? When was it released? Was it the end? Is it? Yeah, the end. The end. Yeah. And Which it's the really never dies. Yeah. And the it was released in the middle of 2009. So this no, is like, but was that the one with the fucking characters and shit? I, th- I thought so. Hang on. I can't I remember. just spelled black eyed peas, but black eyed like pee, like urine. Um. <laughs> the end never dies. That's when Boom Boom Cat, I swear Boom Boom Power was on that album. No, it's the beginning. The beginning. It was the oh. one after the end. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why no one remembers the fucking name of it, because it was horrid. It was, it, yeah. I'm really actually scared now, because what if, what if um, Will I Am comes Fergie, after us? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what if Fergie listens to this and she's like, "What? What the I fuck? Was, I thought they were so I'm, cool." I'm a big Fergie fan, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm into Fergie. Who doesn't like Fergie? Fergie's a yeah. vibe. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> um, so the beginning, and it is truly the beginning, but it's not a shitty beginning like they made. Um, <laughs> so before we talk about our new beginnings, our new beginnings, we can talk about our ends which is 2020 should we talk um, about our internal weather and end the year as we started yeah. kind of yeah what sure we'll do we'll do our internal weather and then we'll tell everyone what we're actually talking about today because we're not this isn't a black eyed peas fan podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go into the shit oh god yeah audrey yeah. what's your internal weather today um my internal weather is uh Okay, you're sitting clammy on the beach, and there's a storm coming, Mm. and we're going to go wild because it's New Year's Eve, Um, and there are also many shooting stars because it's also night. Oh, excellent. And you're constantly just looking at them and making wishes and making wishes and making wishes, and then the tide is getting higher. Mm. So the waves are crashing even, but they're not like really aggressively crashing. It's just kind of like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Regular. They're just cu- Yeah, but they're coming closer to you. Okay. And then a fish jumps out and says hello. Oh, damn, son. That was like a little story. And that is uh, my internal weather. What is your internal weather today? My internal weather today. Mm-mm. Mm. I feel like, okay, I feel like the first day of spring, you've woken up and it's the first real day where it feels warm and there's a lot of light and things are starting to grow again. But I feel like that is consistently, you're consistently waking up into it and then waking up from that dream and waking up from that dream. So like Groundhog Day? Yeah. Do you know the movie? Yeah, I do know the movie. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Tom, uh, little Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's such a we're really weird, going, he weirds me out. Does it? Do we're you going for pop culture in this <laughs> episode. I don't know why. <laughs> That's usually not super us, but no. okay. Yeah, Tom Hanks weirds me out. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've never told anybody that, and I'm really. I feel like a weight yeah. has been lifted. 
<laughs> no, when you said it, I almost like could feel that vibe from you. I almost <laughs> felt like, wow, she's really telling me something that's intimate. Um, okay. Anyway. No, good information. Interesting. Thank so, um, fuck 2020. That's been the, the motto. That's been like the rhetoric of the yeah. year, right? Yeah, damn son. Um, and yes, fuck 2020 in a lot of ways, but also let's fuck the systems, you know? Yeah. Um, cause 2020 didn't really do anything to us personally. It's just a construct. As we know, time's a construct. Hell yeah. Um, years are constructs. So, uh, there's a lot more to fuck than just 2020. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's maybe what obviously we're going to talk in an astrological so we're going to do an astrological review of the year just passed and then we're going to do mm-hmm. some projections of the year to come as well yeah but um i think that is definitely the 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 affirmation the mantra whatever you want to call it we want to carry through this whole episode is like fuck 2020 but also honor this year because this year has been i think hugely transformative in a collective way that we haven't experienced before in a very very long time mm-hmm Mm-hmm. in our lifetimes we've never experienced yeah we've it. never we've never experienced that so um, yeah so it's about how can we honor these big changes yeah and emerge with new ideas for 2021 mm. um because especially 2020 probably felt extremely forced a lot of force a yeah. lot of out of our control um and that is kind of showing us realities of life in some ways because mm. most things are out of our control so what can we learn from this um and what can we enter into 2021 with now with this new knowledge and maybe and and honestly we're probably all still going through the learning experience of this this isn't over um but i think it has challenged a lot of people's control issues oh my god that's yeah me included yeah 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 so fuck yeah Mm-hmm. Should we do a, should we do a yeah. 2020 roundup? So um, just for context, guys, we're going to talk about the major transits of 2020. To give a bit of an overview, a transit in astrology is the movement of the planets in and out of signs, spaces. In, in I wish relation you could see to... Rachel's movements right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing a lot of ooh, no, I love casting it. spells. Mm-hmm. Um, their movements in relation to one another and in relation to the signs. Um, and so we wanted to talk about this because obviously we talk a lot about on an individual personal level and these obviously have individual personal impacts but they also have collective impacts and that feels pretty relevant Mm -hmm. to 2020 so we're going to start right at the beginning of this year in January and we had the Saturn conjunct Pluto which is where they basically pass one another and they cross over obviously they don't cross over like hit one another because they're actually far away from the view of earth they they cross. I wish they could see me because I can't explain this right. <laughs> go look it up. <laughs> go, yeah, go fucking look it up. This is the Amateur Astrologers <laughs> podcast. We're not going to explain this in a clear way. Um, you have to write. Isn't with that it the point? Isn't that the point that we make it like we make like easy to understand astrology? No, we try, but the issue is we're both still learning. Yeah, and we're both lazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taurus vibes. Anyway. So, Go Google it if you're really yeah. like go, go not Google a conjunction. imagining it. Um, yeah. So Saturn conjunct Pluto, and this is a kind of a transit that's still happening. It will end quite soon, I think, or it's already ended. ended it ended or it is ending quite soon. It's nearly a year long transit, basically. And if you think about Saturn, Saturn being the planet of 
rules, boundaries, structures, conservatism in a very broad kind of sense. And then Pluto being the planet of power, staying power, personal power. Um, this conjunction is kind of a power development for conservative ideas on a collective whole. So this will have had quite a big impact in the growth of conservatism that we've probably felt this year. And I think perhaps if you are maybe like us and a bit more liberal, you will have not felt this. You will probably have felt the, the outsider effect of this. So maybe some anxiety about things you're seeing some fear general fear i think like the rise of conservatism particularly the rise of the far right is like a continuing thing that has definitely been felt this year um and so that's really relevant mm -hmm. and the thing i find so all that kind of sentiment is so relevant because that transit is happening through capricorn and we're going to talk about capricorn quite a lot and we're going to talk about aquarius quite a lot as we move through this year but capricorn yeah. being the i feel like you described this really well the other day um, it's like the sign that represents like goal-driven top of the pyramid pyramid that was how you described yeah, it. yeah it's kind of like a it likes it's very ambitious likes yeah. to get to the top goal-oriented um and in capitalism it thrives because yeah. it it is kind of a sign where its shadow aspects will have you stepping on other people to get to the top yeah exactly thanks for that um so yeah, so this transit has been quite integral for, for conservative ideas, for conservative people, conservative organizations. Um, and I think this is such a relevant conjunction as it happened right at the beginning of January. Um, and obviously in the UK, we just had the UK general election where the conservatives really affirmed their power. They'd won, they'd won more seats than they had in the last like two previous yeah. elections. And they also won seats um, in places that they haven't won ever before. Um, which yeah. was pretty shocking at the time. And I think this is a real, that is a real hint at this conjunction and how it happens. But then also, and we'll go on to talk about this, but as Saturn leaves Capricorn eventually, which happened really recently, and enters Aquarius, this, this conjunction is also kind of the end of this era of really conservatism, the end of being kind of bound by rules and structures and the things as the way they are, which I find really interesting. Um, mm. And equally, I think, we've seen this conjunction happen and it and its power play out but then we've also seen with coronavirus these conservative foundations struggle so much with how to deal mm -hmm. with something like this um mm -hmm. so yeah it's a big one hell yeah yeah um definitely and then moving on the kind of second one i wanted to raise is jupiter conjunct pluto and obviously Jupiter and Saturn are very different. I wouldn't necessarily call them opposites because I, I think they can work really beautifully in tandem together. And opposites are just like a binary and we don't want to exist in those. Um, mm -hmm. But so Saturn conjunct Pluto has happened three times throughout the year. Um, there are two really significant ones I want to mention. There was one right at the beginning of April on the 4th and there was one in the middle of November. And then there was one in the summer as well. But I think these, the first and last one are so relevant. And so Jupiter, we talked about in our previous episode, is different to Saturn in, a, in it's more about expansion grace, more um, horizontal outstretching grow, growth in many directions rather than growth upwards, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, like exponential. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when Jupiter conjuncts with Pluto, this planet of power, innovation comes in this way that's really quite forceful and just like, you know, gut punching almost. And so we see this conjunction happening 
at the beginning of April when most countries were either about to go into or already in some kind of national lockdown, which mm-hmm. was something that in our lifetime we've never experienced before. And it was, we had to kind of figure out how we were gonna live, what we were gonna do, what home meant to us, what work meant to us, what health meant to us. All these things coming up that we hadn't really questioned before. And and what, which jobs keep our society running yeah and then the hypocrisy of how those jobs are valued as well like definitely you know that's a huge thing that came up um and then obviously with the one in november we just had the the confirmation of the the results of the u.s election and biden and kamala harris winning and obviously that was almost winding in a way because it was also very close still like I'm not trying to deny the fact that they didn't win they didn't have like a landslide but they Mm. did win and I think for because conservatism and liberalism are so polarized in the world at the moment especially in America and especially in the UK you have this experience of existing within your own echo chamber and so you have the conservatives being like oh Trump's gonna win Trump's obviously gonna win and then when he doesn't it really feels like a sucker punch in the same way it would have felt like such a sucker punch after the things we've gone through in the in the last year as liberals with the rise of you know the growth of Black Lives Matter and that kind of thing happening and then Mm. also the growth in awareness in the last four, four years about the climate crisis as well I think those are things that make liberals feel really like how can you not see it from our point of view how can you not see it from the collective view um and so yeah so this conjunction really it can also be a time in which this innovation is so forceful and then also on an individual level it might have been periods when you were having deep really heated discussions about politics about society about life with others and you might have felt equally the other party in that conversation might have felt forced into a corner like they couldn't get their word in because mm-hmm. these are times when change, you want change so much that you will you will like verbally hit people almost. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's almost quite aggressive, this conjunction, which is really surprising mm-hmm. actually. Um, but it's also where its power comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel that. I felt that. Yeah, I felt that so much. I feel especially in April, there was a huge time in which I was having lots of conversations with my family with friends that I'd never had before mm-hmm. I'd never even thought about having before um yeah I think it's super relevant super super relevant for real bro yeah and then finally the last kind of transit I want to talk about is uh Jupiter and Saturn finally entering Aquarius and so they they kind of just they entered they entered Aquarius earlier in the year and then they go into retrograde so they appear to travel backwards and so they travel back into Capricorn and then they finally actually make this complete shift into the new sign. And so that's mm. why you get these these transits happening several times over. Um, but so on the 17th of December, Jupiter entered Aquarius. And then on the 19th, Saturn entered Aquarius. And then on the winter solstice, which is December 21st, Saturn and Jupiter conjunct. Um, and this, we're going to talk about this in an, another episode in the new year. But this has been heralded as the biggest astrological ev- event of our lifetime, which is like... Mm-hmm big shit man and we're gonna unpack big that stuff. we're gonna unpack that but so this move into Aquarius is this move out of the singular the kind of intoxified capitalist perspective of Capricorn that we've seen grow in the mm-hmm. last 50 last 100 years into Aquarius Aquarius being the innovator the collective thinker you know it's Aquarius is the 11th house right 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. And so 11th house being community collective approach and then also movements, movements change. And so Aquarius also wanting to do good by others, always wanting to do good by others and find new ways and creative ways to do good by others. Mm-hmm. And so this shift is going to be this time in which we maybe see the structures grounded in the last few decades, the last hundred years, getting a real shakedown. Mm. And yes, th- let's shake them. Give, give it a big shake and a rethink of why things are the way they are and why they don't work anymore and how we can change that. And the reason why, so Saturn and Jupiter, I think they conjunct every like 10 years is, is quite- I think it's 20. Oh, maybe if it's I remember 20. correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and, but this one was heralded as a great conjunction because they were the closest they've been in nearly 400 years. Um, yeah. So they were super close. They were like, I think I read they were like one fifth of the moon's width apart in the sky. Wow. Which is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend also going and looking at some p- pictures. There are some amazing telescopic pictures that yeah. people have shared of Saturn and Jupiter. So cool. It's so <laughs> sick. Um, and so also this conjunction, them being so close together is almost like, I like to imagine it as like Saturn with its structure, its binding forces releasing onto jupiter and releasing Mm -hmm. onto okay let's grow these things let's grow these things um so this is the time in which we start letting go of toxic toxic structures of boundaries and ideas begin um so that was a huge a huge moment huge moment delicious yeah yes and we're gonna talk more about that later on Mm. in another episode yeah Yeah. and a little bit more in this episode (laughs) yeah yeah la 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 oop um the last thing I wanted to talk about was retrogrades of 2020 because this has been a year of substantial retrogrades. Mm-hmm. And also everybody loves to focus on retrogrades in a yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and so you'll remember, or back in, I want to say June, we did an episode about the triple retrograde that was happening at the time. Yeah. So in May and June, Venus, Saturn and Jupiter all entered retrograde. Saturn and Jupiter, obviously, because they move more slowly from the perspective of Earth. Mm-hmm. Um we're in retrograde until September. And because their retrogrades are longer, they're not as intense, arguably. Yeah. But whereas Venus's were shorter, but because it moves quicker, it's a more intense period energetically. It's felt more intensely. It's felt more like on a personal level. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that all these things happened at once, and obviously this was happening at the same time that George Floyd died and we had this huge rise of Black Lives Matter. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of a people- A big resurgence. A big resurgence and a big feeling by people of, fuck, I actually really could do something about this and I need Mm -hmm. to do something about this. Um, There was a a really intense, like, big energy going on community-wise. Yeah, community-wise, definitely. And, like, that was so potent and so, Uh so strong. And I think, like, if you think about these planets and what they all hold, so Venus being about passion, about love, Mm -hmm. about care, about affection in a lot of ways, Saturn being boundaries, Jupiter being growth... Like all these things fit within the questions that were raised at the time, Mm -hmm. the conversations people were having and the fact that so many people came forward and they were like, I need to be accountable to myself. I need to be accountable Mm -hmm. to other people. I need to show compassion. I need to care about this. Um, Which was, you know, it was appalling that it came out of such, such once again trauma that's reoccurring. Like this isn't new. But it was also so powerful to say like the mass engagement with Black Lives Matter has paved a way for for people to engage with endemic racism in a way that hasn't happened before. And I would definitely say that energetically the retrogrades maybe influenced how people approach that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, obviously I, 
do we really ever know how much astrology influences our lives yes no I don't know it changes every day but I think you can think about the fact that oh my train of thought just disappeared I don't know these things were happening and I guess that combined with the fact that everyone was at home with you know less Mm -hmm. distraction meant confrontation was much quicker much much quicker and at the same time, a feeling of hopelessness because you're just at home. Yes, you know, so true. But that's so, not so to say that people did not take to the streets. I took to the streets. Many a people, many took a people to took streets. to the streets. Yeah, um, yeah. And you had protests yeah. happening in places where protests never happened. You had, Definitely. you know, you had you pe- had statues being thrown into thrown into rivers. Statues being you know? thrown into rivers. Yeah, Fuck like yeah. a lot of really powerful stuff happened at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that triple rep- retrograde because I think we recorded the episode just before a lot of that stuff really happened and so mm-hmm. it, i felt it was really good for me anyway to reflect on the fact that happened at that time and we were mm-hmm. going through all that energetically and also socially as well um, yeah and i think a key thing for the future for 2021 coming in with the aquarius energy is to not forget what energy what potent energy that was mm. and to remember to bring this in yeah. with us yeah, yeah yeah to know that this stands this is not a a one-time high now we're finally all coming together um it's a lifelong is, thing it's a life this is thing. a lifelong thing and this is something that stands and this is something that uh, among many intertwined interconnected giant issues um can be really beautifully addressed in Aquarius energy Mm, mm. you know yeah and the fact that we're gonna have Aquarius energy for the next fucking 200 years yeah yeah, I think bodes well but that also means that we all need to be in it together yeah Yeah. cultivating consciousness Mm -hmm. Mm. unpacking unlearning yes we love Mm -hmm. it beautiful that's all my reflections on 2020 it was a fucking year it was a fucking was. year, like cosmically, let alone ignoring all everything that actually happened event wise on Earth. Cosmically, mm-hmm. it was a big year. Um, yeah. So also kind of no wonder lots of shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to bring up um, what I think I've said before on a different episode of the podcast that um, several years ago when I didn't know that much about astrology, but I was curious about it. Uh, I was looking up kind of interesting things coming up in the next few years and tons of astrologers are saying 2020 is a giant year 2020 is a year where wars break out 2020 is the year where shit goes down shit hits the fan like i was reading about all of this and i remember just being scared like mm. i was like oh no oh no 2020 and then i was like i'm gonna be 22 you know like thinking about like what age you're gonna be in the future where you'll be in your life and what's gonna be happening yeah all very scary um but also i don't think I think the majority of people that are into astrological predictions were not predicting mass pandemic. No. Oh my God, no. I like, you know? there is no way you can know about this stuff. But I think this this experience has been so powerful because of the fact that it's not another human being. It's something you literally can't control. Like, And that's what makes it so difficult to fathom and also difficult to confront but then you're continuously confronting it every day and i think you know and then you confront all the fallout from it as well um yeah but yeah i i you just no one had any fucking clue that this is gonna happen but also like obviously lots of governments have 
done really shittily in this situation yeah. and then some have actually done fantastic yeah shout out new zealand yeah um oh but love you just there's something Arden. interesting about how quick they responded which is the quickness we need for ecological breakdown mm. it's the quickness and the swiftness we need for um just human rights yeah like why are we not treating that as an emergency yeah um you know smaller organizations are but like why the governments how they responded and acted so quickly because their economies are going to shut down yeah when it comes to money when it comes to money they'll do anything quick exactly um okay so now we're moving into 2021 major transits projections predictions if we're feeling psychic mm. so while 2020 brought us lots of change 2021 brings us innovation ways to expand our minds ways to kind of choose how we live our lives it calls on us to be thrifty extra creative and to think outside the box which is very Ooh, nice thrifty and I like thrifty. yeah thrifty um in, for some reason the th sound of that makes me think of 13 or 30 the flirty wait 30 flirty and thriving flirty 30 and thriving so maybe that's 2021 for us but we're not 30 yet but still we're not 30 don't wish your life away bloody hell um so in numerology 2021 is a number five year because you add up the numbers in the year two plus two plus one equals five and well done thank you thank you um i need the encouragement (laughs) so (laughs) number five year is a year of creativity adventure and freedom it represents all the elements working in harmony and unity with them five is associated Mm. with the womb it's associated with feminine power and it's a fertile year so plant seeds and watch them grow and whatever space has been cleared out you'll sprout new life which does this mean we can get new plants i think so i think anything's an excuse to get new plants excellent cool um so rachel already talked a bit about the jupiter saturn conjunction in aquarius but that is something that starts right before like a few weeks before 2021 happens and then it lasts throughout 2021 and stays a long ass time so it is truly a great conjunction it's a really big deal so the last time that this happened in aquarius was in the 1400s the early 1400s um and we're gonna do a whole episode on it very soon because it's the beginning of a new era in some ways yeah um an era get it because air sign era okay oh oh cute well done thanks um sorry that sounded really bad (laughs) we've i've also already made that joke on the podcast so i don't know why you sounded a bit surprised oh it's all right i'm a short-term memory Um, i've forgotten so basically it's the beginning it just me this whole conjunction just means the beginning of a series of aquarius themed transits because many things so cute i imagine it i imagine like all the planets like getting an aquarius style costume it's so cute (laughs) like quirky ooh, what are you dressing as a water bearer uh, oh my god me too <laughs> i keep forgetting that it's water bearer dear lord i know um, do you remember the sea goat though which one's the sea that's goat Cap- no, isn't that capricorn no we didn't do capricorn <laughs> <laughs> what is the sea goat maybe it is wait what is the sea goat i can't remember it's funny though sea goat is pretty fucking funny um so saturn yeah. will stay in aquarius for three years Jupiter mm. will stay in it for one year and Pluto will enter Aquarius and stay in it for 20 years in 2023. So as in that starts in 2023. Exactly. Mean? 
Okay. So that's really cool. So these are like really kind of big outer planets happening. So happening. I'm going to say that again. Saturn stays in it for three whole years. Jupiter stays in it for one year and Pluto will enter it in 2023 and stay in it for 20 years. So that's like Honestly, I know it is a lot. I know I, I'm I know it's a shit time at the moment. But we were born at the right time, weren't we? I fucking hope so. We'll see. <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, astrologically, I would say we were born at a prime time. It's prime time, baby. Um <laughs> So another major transit that is happening, um Saturn is squaring Uranus. So Saturn in Aquarius is squaring Uranus in Taurus. And this occurs every like yes. 14 years, um, the square between mm. these planets. So if you think of Saturn as boundaries, responsibility, and restriction, and Uranus as the planet of rebellion, sudden change, and freedom. Um, mm. So there will be three direct squares that happen throughout this time. Um, it yeah. will be between February and December in 2021. Okay. And, but we will feel this energy throughout the whole year we'll kind of feel the squaring energy. So squares create dynamic tension that pushes us to make productive changes. So squares are challenges, but they Mm. create that tension that makes us want to change, which is fantastic. Okay. Um, So it might obviously bring change that we don't want. So travel disruptions, uh, personal freedoms of movement and congregation will continue. That is a prediction from a lot of astrologers that we will keep having these restrictions. Um, but there is a spontaneous and productive energy, which I think is what the world needs right now. Oh, yeah. And also it is the continuation of a further breakdown of the old world that started in 2020. So this is just like mm. phase two, you know, like Excellent. we've started this. We're breaking it down. This is phase two. Lots of things are going to keep happening. There's going to be lots of challenges. There's going to be lots of restrictions, but um, we're still moving. We're still in it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's nice. I know. So attention, there's going to be a tension between independence and responsibility. So lockdowns will probably okay. continue. Um, obviously, as we okay. know, they are continuing at least into January, at fucking least. Um, <laughs> it's as we know, it's tomorrow. Um, pretty sure the UK is all going into tier four, basically, by tonight. Oh, they, they did. They did last night. Oh, I thought they Midnight did. I thought they were tonight. Was it last no, night? it was it was okay. last night. Yeah, they were just like we're just putting you in it now. Yeah, cool. Sit down, that boys. Makes sense. Um, yeah, amazing. So it's the fastest they've done ever, anything all yeah, year. Exactly. To be if you want to know how this affects you personally, look at where Saturn and Uranus is transiting in your chart. And so what you'll want to do is um, look at a transit chart, look up your natal chart and a transit chart. So you put in your birth information and stuff, and then look at what houses Saturn and Uranus are transiting. And then you'll see what areas of life for you this will affect on a more personal level. Mm. Um, So the key here with this transit is to stay open-minded, patient, and flexible. And I was actually just talking to my BFF, Amanda, um, two days ago about this. Also, shout out, Amanda. She got upset that I didn't mention her in the Sagittarius episode. Um, (gasps) Mega apologies. I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I'm I'm mentioning you now. I love you, Amanda. Um, Hi, Amanda. We love you. Yeah. We were and Amanda and I were talking astrology and we were talking about um, how this year really brought up, as I said a bit earlier, control issues in everyone. So Mm. the key, lots of these transits are going to kind of edge us towards staying open-minded patient and flexible and we need to just oh that's good be persistent um but that will definitely challenge people who uh are trying to hold on to everything and keep control Mm. of it it's going to challenge you 
Just let go. Just let mm-hmm. go, bro. So it's about learning to adapt, finding ingenious ways, stop resisting change, take a long-term measured view, find the opportunity in restriction, and choose to view it as a reset for the environment and ourselves. That, I think, is, like, key. Um, that was beautiful, Audrey. Thank you. I mean, I don't... I didn't... I, like, paraphrase shit, but, like, it's not that I came up no, with this. No, it's good. <laughs> it was very good. Thank you. you did very well. Um, and then you guys, 2021, we have some fun eclipses. So <gasps> cute. it's cute. Um, so, <laughs> so as we know, funny eclipse. Oh my god, fun eclipses. <laughs> um, so as we know, eclipses bring times of change and alignment. Um, I'm gonna keep doing my California girl. I can say that too because I am California girl. So. No, yeah, it's allowed. It's, it's just fucking funny. <laughs> so the sun, the moon, and the earth line up. That is an eclipse. Um, <laughs> I can't take it seriously. I just can't take it seriously. I can do more vocal fry if that helps. Oh my god! But yeah, oh my god! So, um, in May, it's gonna be from May twenty twenty to January twenty twenty two. Um, yes, basically May twenty twenty to January twenty twenty two. All of the eclipses will be in the signs of either Gemini or Sagittarius. Oh, beautiful! Which is cool. So some of the eclipses will be. Exp- about expansion potential and possibilities like sag and some of them for Mm -hmm. gemini will be about curiosity humor and having fun oh that's nice yeah they sit they they hold hands together so really it truly is some fun eclipses um some fun eclipses so then we have retrogrades uh i can't tell what what now i'm flipping into my accent i'm like (laughs) like in the middle of both of them um so over the, so over the past few years uh a lot of the kind of retrogrades and planets they've been in water signs um mm. so in 2021 things shift and majority will take place in air signs which we're seeing a theme of as we know lots of air sign Indeed. stuff happening um so these will rule over our mind and thought processes so we're gonna have these kind of like um yeah it's gonna be interesting because like lots of the say mercury retrograde stuff has been in like cancer in like scorpio where they've been like more emotional whereas these are going to be more like oh thought processes perceptions which is cool i think okay oh that's nice yeah so uh we're encouraged to stretch the dimensions of our minds here and to have new ways to think um so this is what's great too about this is habitual thought patterns will be broken love that Oh, I, I read that as habits will be broken. And I was like, does this mean I'm going to finally stop biting my fucking nails? <laughs> I mean, only you can tell, you know? <sighs> like, okay, look, when I was little, I bit my nails. And my dad told me if I stopped biting my nails, he'd take me to Disneyland. Um, that never happened. But I did stop biting my nails because I thought I was going to Disneyland. Uh, it, that's just never worked for me. Like, my par- my mom tried to pay me. I put like disgusting tasting stuff on my nails. It just, it nothing works. I'm just too, I have, I'm too strong willed. I like biting my nails too much, apparently. <laughs> it's a passion. <laughs> it's a passion, apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I hate it. It's terrible. But apparently, I love it. Okay. Well, we'll work on that in therapy later. It's a lot of shit coming out today. <laughs> Tom Hanks makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm really passionate about nail biting. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah i just need to get it out before the end of the year yeah get it all out it's okay um (laughs) so what's cool too is in june and july 
Venus and Mars are joining forces. So Venus and Mars are going to be merging together. So it's going to be a celebration and a reunion of the divine masculine and the divine feminine coming together, which is really cool. And that's going to be in Leo, both of them. Oh, extra fun. Mm -hmm. So it's fun times. Fun times, June and July. Um, And also... Summer. Summer fun. Summer fun. Ways to like gender bond. Ways to break out of the binary, you know? It's going to be a good time. Um, So then... Another one is Neptune squaring the lunar nodes, which I think is... Now we're getting into ones that, like, aren't, like, major, well-known ones that are going to be talked about, but fuck Mm. it. Neptune squaring lunar nodes. Um, You guys probably don't know what lunar nodes are. I barely do. I kind of do. But we'll talk about that in some other episode, I'm sure. Okay. So, were you about to just Google it? No, I I have no idea. I literally was like... What are the nodes? The, who, who nodes? The nodes. I hear nodes. I hear nodes and I think about Pitch Perfect. That's all I have. <laughs> and she's like, I have nodes. I have nodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the same thing, but similar. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's cool about Neptune squaring the lunar nodes is that deception and illusion um, will kind of, they'll come. There's going to be a deception and illusion. But what's interesting is that Things are not going to be as it seems. So this energy will guide us to look within, to actually like seek reality from the situation. Oh, is this like fake news? Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So I was thinking like deception and illusion through media, through government. And so this energy is going to make us go, let's look within, let's trust our resources um, and not, because we're going to find it hard to trust the resources, the external. We're going to find it hard to trust that. Um, mm. and so we need to look within for the intuition and so that I mm. it's like a lifting of the veil so I was thinking like it's like Wizard of Oz I need more explanation for that I haven't seen Wizard you of Oz ha- in a very long time do you not know the story of Wizard of Oz no I do know the story but I, okay. I don't know that okay. I, I need more so she's off to see the wizard the wonderful Wizard of Oz and yeah. she goes down the yellow brick road and shit and then she gets yeah. to Emerald City sorry spoiler yeah. alert if you haven't seen it um yeah but then also who the fuck are you true you haven't seen it uh so when she finally meets the wizard right it's it's all powerful wizard he's literally just like a guy in a sound booth controlling this big like face of some shit you know yeah 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 so he's just a con man he's a really good con man so lifting the veil wizard of oz that's what i'm thinking like there's deception there's illusion but we need to kind of look within and find it like dorothy oh Oh, that's nice (laughs) and the red slippers yeah um so i had some the dog toto is it toto yeah toto i am killing it with my references that's that's pretty good that's pretty good to be fair the tom hanks and the wizard of oz stuff is quite old references and you're notoriously shit at contemporary references (laughs) (laughs) that's true so i was feeling good about no no no, still keep feeling good it is good i'm proud of you but let's not go too far um okay (laughs) shut down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i had some thoughts about this there's a part of me mm. that kind of likes the mystery um about and i'm not just talking i'm not really talking about the neptune squaring the lunar nodes thing more i'm talking about like it's interesting to kind of read about what's going to happen what cosmically is going to happen in 2021 but then i'm kind of excited to like not know the rest yeah yeah you know there's this part of me that's like it gives me some interesting things but then i'm like i don't want to know anymore yeah 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 no i understand you I understand you. I enjoy I enjoy the intrigue. I find it really stressful to worry too much about what's going to happen. Yeah. I find New Year's quite stressful when people are like, so what do you want? Like, what are your resolutions? What do you want? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking think about that. Mm. 
Mm, I don't know. There's something about New Year's because I love fresh starts. Like I like starting new. And I think a lot of people are like, every day is like New Year's. You can just start whenever. But look, it actually helps me in my mind to like have a day and be like, this is where I'm starting new. Like I remember one time, mm. it was my first um, New Year's that I spent with my friends where everybody got drunk except for me and two other people. And we were like mm-hmm. underage. Um, and I remember in the morning, everyone was really- <gasps> Underage drinking? I know. Um, I remember in the morning, uh, everyone was really hungover and obviously I wasn't cause I didn't drink. And mm. cause I'm lame and- uh, <laughs> and you don't have to drink to be cool audrey we're not promoting underage drinking unless you want to make your own choices make your own choices and be responsible and be responsible and and consent yeah but carry on audrey basically that morning everyone was really drunk and like disgusting and i remember i got up and mind you this is not normal for me but i got up i grabbed a carrot and i went on a run and i was at someone else's house so I went on a run in the countryside of someone else's house and I got back being like, hi guys, new year, new me. <laughs> did I run? Your carrot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you, wait, did you eat the carrot as you ran? I think, I don't know. I either ate it before or after. I don't remember. Okay. okay. Uh, but what's funny about this is that I definitely did not run throughout that entire year at all ever again. That's quite good. I like that. That's great. But that is that's how it sits in my mind. It sits in my mind as kind of like a oh cute like new start, fresh start. What can I do now yeah. to kind of like propel me into what I want to do next? Um, yeah, I get you. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, okay. Look, last year happened. <laughs> this year's happening. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting stressed now. <laughs> go on a run i don't know i do eat a carrot i like yeah i need to go on a run apparently no i don't that actually makes me feel more stressed it's too cold outside it is pretty cold i don't know how i did it but also like i'm not a good runner so i don't know what the fuck i was thinking um (laughs) so okay instead of where are we ass which we usually do at the end of an episode to kind of be like where Mm. are we ass in life right now um yeah we're going to talk more about like our lessons and our resolutions. And so Rachel, do you want to do this a bit more organically where instead of going like you first, then me, should we do it like you say one and then I say one and then you say one? Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah? Let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. You like do you to- want to go first? Sure. Oh, sh- oh sh- uh, cool. You go first. You go first. Um, <laughs> so I think one lesson that I definitely learned, and we don't need to expand too much on these if we don't want to. But one lesson that I definitely learned, um, and I'm still learning, and it's still like a really deep one for me, but I'm kind of tapping on, is um, loss is inevitable. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. It's been a big year for you for that, I would say. As you're yeah, right. and I would say it's it's um, uh, not going to end. <laughs> no. So no. It's a journey. Yep. That's nice. Yeah. Um, my first one um which they all kind of link together but I feel like mine mine was definitely the thing I learned because of coronavirus and then also the successive things that have happened Mm. in light of that um but growth occurs most vibrantly in the unexpected Mm. I feel like I've grown the most this year in the periods that I didn't think I had no idea were going to happen and they've happened and I'm like whoa I've changed and I've grown and learned so much about myself and that's really nice that's really nice yeah Yeah. Mm. um i think one of my next ones and i uh, something i've just kind of 
in the last few months realized and then something I'm trying to put more into action in the next year is mm. just pause just pausing yeah um because I think I'm really used to constantly kind of uh intellectually stimulating myself yeah. and so constantly listening to podcasts constantly doing something looking at something like physically stimulating like like looking watching tv or just I don't know mm-hmm. my I feel like I don't pause often enough um yeah and I think those pauses you know are what important. we need to do you know what we need to do? Mm. We need to not listen to shit when we're in the shower. I know. Why do we fucking do that? I don't but know we, why, but we both do We this. both do it, but we both also do it to go to bed, don't we? Well, yeah, ish. I've kind of, I've actually grown a bit out of listening to podcasts to go to sleep, which I'm really proud of. But I've gotten a bad habit in the last month of watching TV before I go to sleep. Yeah. And I don't read as much yeah, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's rubbish. Yeah, so I, I just, I want I want less intense kind of stimulation sensorial stimulation i just want to pause Mm. and i want Mm. to be better at that definitely that ties really nicely with my second lesson Mm. which is things pass quickly without presence Mm -hmm. because i think i definitely before covid and i think we've talked about this a bit i was speaking about i obviously didn't want uni to end but i felt quite ready to leave uni and then of course Mm -hmm. things happened and you suddenly realize I suddenly was like, whoa, I've been like thinking about the next thing constantly rather than just cultivating presence and being here yeah. and being here. Um, and I've done that this whole year. Um, and that, that is something I really need to work on, I think, because mm. I feel like I'm losing time. I'm losing so much time yeah. by doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also there is this kind of like... Um, feeling of like oh it's so cliche to be like mindfulness meditation for the new year but it's like we need to find ways to pause we need to find ways yeah. to be present mm. and if that's the way even if it's cliche sign me up yeah 100 percent, 100 because i think i i think definitely with the pausing with being present i spend a lot of my time like like you say with background noise and it's a distraction mm-hmm. i'm using same. it as a distraction same 100 percent there's no confrontation there. What what are you actually dealing with if you're just distracting yourself constantly? Yep, definitely. I think um, my next one feeds nicely as well into that. Mm. Um, thinking about how my artistic practice, I've already come up with feeling like, oh, I can make work and it be micro work. I can make micro pieces. I can make small things mm. whenever I want to and they don't have to have the pressure of it being this big project that you have to work on. And... Mm. Um, when I, since I've been in therapy the past few months, thinking about, um, and my therapist has helped me come with, come to this, but thinking about how mm. healing can also be micro and how yeah. I know that these, there's these big, scary things, there's these big things that I want to work on, but it's like, I don't want to approach it because it feels too vast. It feels too big. It yeah. feels too painful, but taking them just one little chunk at a time, just like, and also it could literally be a moment. You feel something and instead of distracting yourself, you can just let yourself feel it for a sec. Just take mm. it for a second. And see what that does. And then mm. you can get rid of it if you don't want to. You can go like, no, no, not right now. You know, but like, yeah. what? instead of just constantly putting the block up and having that kind of distraction, wh- what can I yeah. do by just allowing a little chunk at a time? Just like, slowly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, My last one, I feel like, is one that you as my best mate are probably going to be like, yes, Rachel! Hell um, yeah. Uh, my comfort zone can cause discomfort yeah 
so true um i spend too much time in my comfort zone and it's it's making me uncomfortable hell yeah hell yeah 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 Yeah. i need i i want to i want to take more risks i want to get out (gasps) i love it oh my god the way that you said that is like a little bit like holding back too (laughs) i i don't know i want to take more risks (laughs) get out there yeah i need to i need to leave my bedroom sometimes yeah 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 definitely do it for yourself that's fantastic thank you um and i think that my last kind of lesson but ties into a lot of the stuff is um kind of more confronting my authority issues and i feel like i started that in 2020 um Mm. and finding my inner authority and being able to kind of unleash that power and find power within myself in certain situations Mm. and i think that's really important because it's a lot in depth there and maybe we can talk about it in some episode that's more about like the actual astrological aspects that i feel like tie to that but um Yeah, yeah. yeah i think that's big uh, what about some resolutions you're thinking about? Um, my first one is is one I normally do every year, um, which is read more, write more, and share more. And the share more is the kind of new bit. I think I... So I always want to read more. I didn't read enough enough in 2020, in my opinion. Um, but everything I read was pretty great, which I'm pleased about. Apart from the beginning of a book I started a few days ago, and then I just started reading it. I was like, no, fuck this. This is terrible. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this is the first this year in 2019 were the first years in my life I didn't write as 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 much or in the same way as I have my entire life and I actually have found that really hard and I think I'm then not nurturing something in me mm-hmm. um and I think that's a really good thing to do and then the share more is because I think I worry too much about sharing things and being it, it coming across as like an ego thing an ego yeah. fueling thing um whereas like i i can just share stuff and it'd be joyful or it'd be mm-hmm. because i think something's important or because i like something i do or because it's just for not, you yeah or it's just for me and and that's okay mm-hmm. um i think we we have this huge thing because we live in like a social media dominated age of worrying about what we're sharing constantly um and i don't want to fucking do that anymore mm. oh you're back. Ah, oh, so are you. I was like, ah, frozen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What's one of your What's one of your um, resolutions, so I, affirmations for the new year? I had a resolution last year um, that didn't fully hold up. It did actually, though, get me to do it more, which is eat more lettuce. So <laughs> you did really well. I did with really this, well for like a while. Um, yeah. So basically, my resolution last year coming into 2020 was a head of lettuce a day. That was like, it was like a head a day, a head of lettuce a day. Yeah. And it could, doesn't Hardcore. just have to be lettuce. It could just be like a bag of spinach a day. Could be that. Um, yeah, but yeah. it was like, that was the, that was the goal. Just a whole thing of, of lettuce a day. And it's totally mm-hmm. doable. Oh my God, totally doable. And I was doing it a lot. But look, it takes up a lot of space in the fridge. Um, I feel you, like that is the main issue. It is the main issue. It? You just can't fit enough lettuce in the fridge. Yeah, because it's if you want to shop for your whole week, you can't have fucking seven bags of romaine in your fridge, you know? Yeah. So anyways, mm. I'm working around that, figuring it out. But I think a good kind of addition to this resolution for this year is just to eat more greens. And I have been doing that and I'm going to do mm. more of it. Find more ways to cook greens the way that I like them to eat them. You know what I'd like to eat more of in mm. 2021? Okra. 
Oh, okra is fantastic. Yeah. I feel like you really introduced me to okra mm-hmm. this year and thank you. You're welcome. And also let's eat, let's eat more of it in 21. Okra Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Mm. Um, so yeah, that Excellent. that's definitely one of my resolutions. What about you? Um, so mine ties to one of my lessons about my comfort zone. I feel like this is maybe my, my biggest, most serious one is address the fact that I use my comfort zone as an excuse when it isn't one mm-hmm. um I think I spend a lot of my life being like oh I, I need to do this so I'm okay tomorrow or uh, etc um and I can't do that or whatever and I need to st- just yeah. fucking stop yeah and sit down. I agree <laughs> um <laughs> thank you welcome um another I guess resolution I have is just save more money that's like easy um (laughs) but I'll add on to this one um that doesn't have to do with saving money but whatever because it was a short one um conscious exercising because I think I exercise a fair amount but I don't do it like consciously I just kind of do it sporadically I do it when I'm like Mm. like I get a burst of energy and I'm like let's just do it yeah you know and then like I'll go really full out and then the issue is I go from extremes of like not doing anything to doing a bunch and then not doing anything and then my body freaks out my hip flexors hurt a lot um so I just want to be more conscious and I want to be more like I want to really work it into a schedule so that it feels like um it's just part of my daily routine instead of it being like oh I'm not feeling like it or I am really feeling like it so I'll go overboard or whatever yeah yeah because uh, I don't know when you. to stop that's the issue I'll just like keep going yeah more and going. stability with it yeah. yeah that's nice that's a good mm-hmm. one yeah um my my next one is learn some new things on my loom that's awesome I don't really need to say more about no, it you I don't. just love that's I love weaving so much yeah mm-hmm. My my next one is and my last one is um I wrote in all caps you can do it all. Now, not necessarily true, <laughs> but um what I kind of mean by that is that I get really stressed out about the future even when I'm not doing it yet. And so I have a lot of things I want to do, a lot of projects, a lot of things on my plate, and I want to just remind myself that I can hold all of the things because I also am really good at saying no when I can't do it. And so mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I'm pushing myself to say yes and to allow myself to do things and not worry about how tired I'm going to be, how sick I'm going to be, how uh, grumpy I'm going to be, whatever. I need mm-hmm. to not worry about whatever I think I'm going to be in the next day, the next week, the next month and just be like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And then do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't need to say more on that. I tell you this all the time. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, you're fine. Stop worrying about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, My last one is to do some hill walking. That's nice. I'd like to I do that with you. Oh, that's nice. Let's do some hill walking. Because I feel like as a kid and a teenager, it was something I did with my family. And obviously I live as an as a independent human now um and I feel like I've used uni as an excuse for the last three years for why I don't I haven't started doing it on my own Mm -hmm. like as in sans sans my dad who's very adept and just tells me what to do Mm -hmm. um and like you does the math and the path and all that shit and I need to just like go and do it myself now yeah 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 hell yeah we 
That's and nice. with friends. And probably with my dad, because, you know, I'm a wimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you can do it. I'd like to do it with you too. I think we should take more trips. Um, I think we should take more trips. And I think Weekends. we should take more trips, exactly, to to spots where we can get out of London, get in some nature. Yeah, that would be nice. Because Epping was really like fun. Epping was so fun. Yeah. That was, oh, it was a great day. That yeah. was a great day. Um, um, so then, unless you had anything more, do you have any more resolutions or lessons? No, I feel like I have lots, but they're very like personal, so I'm not going to share anymore. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it would be really nice for myself, but also maybe for you and also maybe for whoever's listening to think about ways um, that we can kind of achieve these things in some ways, ways that you can kind of mm. come into the new year and feel fresh feel organized whatever that is to you and I think this will really depend Mm. on who you are as a person you know what your natal chart looks like um (laughs) and one of the things that I really like I I get excited about when starting something fresh something new like a year um is a kind of life or digital reset which can be done any time of the year obviously um Mm. but a life reset so obviously doing all the kind of physical like home things you know like organizations Mm. getting rid of things all of that um but also a digital reset I think is really important and um so that's you know clearing off all the stuff off your computer that you don't need um reorganizing like your bookmarks tab for what you actually actively use on a day-to-day basis um there's some really good youtube videos actually like showing you all the things you could do uh, to yeah. you know unsubscribe to all the newsletters yeah. you don't need or unsubscribe to need. unnecessarily clear things. out apps on your phone that you don't mm-hmm. need reorganize your apps on your phone i need to do that still unfollow people who don't serve you anymore exactly and that's a big thing i wrote down who do you follow and i think that's really important because just as important about who you who you want to be around in your close circle is just as important to whose content you want to see on a day-to-day basis when you're on social media apps um, yeah, so definitely. who do you follow? Do you want to keep following them? If you don't want to show that you've unfollowed them, mute them. If, um, but if you truly just need to be like, look, don't care right now, don't need them. It's literally, it's also out of love. Like there's nothing um, sinister about unfollowing people. No, I don't really get why people get really upset about it. No. I've been unfollowing people all the, I just do it all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, you're you're a great person I don't need your information in my life I don't need your content in my life yeah and I get I feel weird about unfollowing people because I feel I'm like scared that they're gonna have a reaction to it but at the same time like if they do that's not my problem because it's not coming out of any type of malice you know yeah exactly um but there are also toxic people you should unfollow out of that um yeah then I was thinking like um this is a bit Capricorn-y but um, I was thinking about ways that you can bring in your goals and visions more into your life and not have them just like get lost in notebooks and stuff. Because I always do that. Like I'll write down goals or visions I have and then I'll just like never look at them again because I'll forget and they'll just be in notebooks. Mm. And I don't go back and look through my notebooks. It's just not something I usually do. And so mm. I was thinking about ways that you could like bring that to the forefront of your mind. So like put things on your walls, like put art on your walls or um instagram followers you know like just yeah yeah thinking of all those kinds of things of how can we do i don't know if you have any more ideas about that how you can do um, that yeah i i used to as a teenager i don't do it anymore because it stresses me out but as a teenager i used to keep a whiteboard mm. in my room and i would write normally a list of affirmations things i wanted to do things i needed to do and then i'd also write poetry on it as well and so i'd write my own poetry and other people's as well yeah um 
and definitely as a younger person that was so helpful and so beautiful I think that could help anybody at any point in their life Mm -hmm. um that was really powerful I feel like um yeah just I don't know just write shit down I always write shit down I do look back through my my journals a lot I probably need to do that less maybe that's a resolution I need um but yeah and like put affirmations put things that you want from your year on sticky notes and stick them on your mirrors in your house that's another really good one also find other ways to express your goals and vision so like paint it um make a meal of it um you know do some kind of other artistic expression Mm. that does that for you um because sometimes it's not words that really hit me sometimes it is but sometimes it's not and sometimes i need colors that really inspire me you know yeah yeah um, that's nice maybe get get a new get a new blanket <laughs> that that you oh, really love nice. it's a new texture it's something that like commission me to weave you something yeah commission Rachel it would to take weave about shit. six months <laughs> plus shipping <laughs> plus shipping <laughs> um yeah I think that's great I think you wrote one down here too right yeah I wrote one which is um cultivate a regular practice of self-reflection i think that's the thing that 2020 has maybe brought us the most is time and time for reflecting um and i think at least in my echo chamber in my community in my life people are very reflective in a way that they probably weren't before and i think that's super powerful and if that's something that you like and you've held on to this year find ways to hold on to it it might be meditation it might be journaling it might be dancing every day Mm -hmm. um I don't know it could be anything but something that allows you to to grow with consciousness and think about yourself and your life is just incredibly powerful and is to me the kind of regeneration we need in the world Mm -hmm. so if you if you've been working on that keep working on that because it's good shit hell yeah definitely I like reflection through um multimedia different art forms I also like reflection through audio so I like uh recording myself yeah Uh, I think that's a really nice way to do it just talking to myself you know and speaking it Mm. out is really nice it can be hard but nice um I also it's a form it's a form of love to yourself as well definitely to be like I'm growing and I'm doing great because I'm growing Mm -hmm. or I don't feel like I'm doing great let's reflect let's express yeah um I think also maybe to round off this episode as well, because we're in this Aquarius energy during a pandemic, but how can we participate in social movements and communities during this time? Um, Oh, that's such a good one. You know, I think it's really important. I think there's uh, a lot of interesting ways that we can do this. And that's kind of my question is how. So one thing I will say, and this is in particular relevance to social media, um, obviously you have a lot of people who work within different social movements and social contexts who maybe have loads of followers who are posting all the time about activism in different intersections and ways. Um, And often we might feel like little fish in a big pond, Mm -hmm. but you will follow people who don't follow those people. So even if you are engaged with something, are moved by something somebody posts, share it because other people don't follow those people. Mm -hmm. And if you impact somebody else's life, that is what social movement needs Mm -hmm. is to, is growth in lots of ways. Um, Yeah, there's a really good post by Michaela Loach, who's a climate and race activist. Um, And she talks about the fact that there's this one person who follows her who has like less than 100 followers and reposts everything she posts mm-hmm. and how how much that moves her because this person understands even a little bit of change is a good bit of change mm-hmm. definitely yeah and i was thinking about like how we can 
merge digital and our physical worlds and how you can bring in basically a lot of times when I'm on my computer like I'm watching YouTube I'm looking at Instagram I'm not sharing that with other people that often I kind of it's just like Mm -hmm. in my mind and maybe I'll share it digitally but I won't share it in a conversation with my flatmate you know I won't share it with my parents and and that is kind of interesting to share with my coworkers. And so if there's something that really is moving and something that is really important to you, share it externally as well. Um, mm. And also share, share if you watch or engage with something and you're like, man, there's this person in my life who I think would really be moved by this, that will really needs this, send it to them with a personal thing or mm-hmm. give it to them in Definitely, because anything personal, personal is, is, will feel really important you know to the other person as well they'll be like actually you know i really do want to digest this Mm. um yeah i think also like consuming consuming art that's not just kind of um entertainment art so when i what i mean by that is not just like movies and tv shows but like how Mm. can we engage with the arts from our digital spaces as well which has been like yeah. the whole year yeah. how can we do that it's a really good i'm gonna find a quote because arts quote. especially contemporary arts um will be inherently tied to um activism and social movements and the yeah. community so so i have a great quote mm. about art oh yes so art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable that's nice it's so nice right that's nice um and I think that for me is the crux of it. If you are engaging with creative work and you're not, if you if you feel comfortable constantly, you're not engaging with the right kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like art should be and is inherently cha- challenging and you should feel challenged by it in a really, and that's a really positive thing. Yeah, and um, go, so seek go, yeah, go seek that. Yeah, go seek that. Go look for that. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. I have another one. Yeah. Listen, fucking listen. Mm-hmm. And I know that's ironic because we're chatting. Um, and you are listening, dear listener. And you're probably um, doing quite good at listening right now. Yeah, you're probably doing pretty well. Um, but this is one for us as, as well, as two people with privilege. Um, like, fucking listen. Listening is, is the most powerful kind of activism that you can you can have, you can Definitely. do. Um, and that's something I think a lot of people picked up on in 2020. Is like, you can shout a lot, and shouting is great, but also listen. And mm-hmm. listen, make sure you're listening to the right people. And make sure you're giving space to the right people. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Scream it from the rooftops. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know why I went into like DMV. Listen, listen. Mm, 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 We're mm, sensing that. I feel like the party vibes are coming upon us because it's New Year's Eve right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's party vibes, isn't it? It is party vibes. vibes. Um, And with those party vibes, we will say farewell say farewell happy new year my friends happy new beer happy new queer happy new fear happy new happy new year tear oh Oh, tear happy Happy new new cheer sphere oh fuck off happy new this aren't you (laughs) happy new um uh brazier brazier beautiful happy new And on that note, everybody, yeah. thank you so much for listening to to us today. Um, we hope you have had a fantastic new year and you are feeling set up and ready for whatever's to come. We're here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going anywhere. So we're not sure going anywhere. 
we're definitely not going anywhere thank you so much for listening to us all year um we had several people send their like spotify roundup of 2020 and we yeah. were their most listened to podcast and that is amazing it's so, thank so you fun so much. and we have so much more coming for the yeah new so year. much more coming and we're so excited we're entering a new era of astrology which is like yeah pu- i'm so pumped for it. and yeah, so, I'm so pumped. if you really like us talk to us if you really like us um <laughs> we're lonely we're lonely please. if you really like us send send our podcast to your family to your friends to people that you think would really enjoy this because we we've gotten tons of people come to us and be like we really like your podcast and it just makes us so happy yeah um, it's so wonderful it's um, so wonderful. and we just want to we just want to chat with more people we love this shit yeah um, thank you so much for being here we're very excited that we're nearly at our one year anniversary of mm-hmm. podcasting that's really mm-hmm. adorable so stay tuned and um, we'll be back in january which is tomorrow ironically um yeah. you can find our more... our social media contacts in the description yeah the social media is in the description if you want to chat with us about anything that we've spoken about um or you want to just chat or you just um, want to look <laughs> if you just want to have a peeky have a Ooh, sound a bit sexual yeah. see we're back at the sex at the <laughs> hey, end we yeah. start with it we end with it end, end with, it. with a bang oh um, that was that was very frat boy i enjoyed it yeah maybe that's my new vibe for new year's i don't know yeah <laughs> audrey bave frat boy frat boy <sighs> thank you so much um we love you a lot um audrey i love you i love you too rachel um thanks for being here yeah and yeah. uh see you in the future but also time is a construct suck my ass Bye! 2021!